0: G'day there, my name is James Baldwin and welcome to another episode of Lakeside Drive's F1 podcast. In this episode, we pre-drink ahead of the Mexican Grand Prix. And I'm joined by one friend, who is also your friend and my friend. It's Tommy T. G'day, mate. G'day, mate. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. Campy probably will join at some point later on in this podcast, uh, but he is struggling to get his life sorted out. No surprises there at all. He's too tight. <laughs> Yeah, it's no good. Uh, look, mate, uh, an interesting qualifying session, wasn't it? Because it's yeah. not what we expected at all. Uh, Mercedes locking out the front row and Red Bull bloody taping their rear wing up uh, in yeah. in the qualifying period. Uh, what are your overall thoughts of, of the whole weekend so far?
1: Well, it's kind of like the whole season. All these strongholds apparently have been flipped. Like we mm-hmm. haven't seen the dominance where we think we, we're going to see dominance. So. History would tell us that this is going to be a Red Bull-dominated track. They're going to walk away with a front row lockout kind of thing. And then, no. Obviously, some little things that came up that shifted that, but very surprised. I think even Lewis at the end was very surprised at the pace that they found. Lewis <laughs> yes. was six six turns behind, four turns behind. Bloody now we're faster. I don't get it. We don't know why. Yeah. So... Very interesting, but it's going to make an interesting race tomorrow, isn't it?
0: It certainly is. And, look, this track hasn't been used for a while, it seems. Mm. Uh, Very, 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 very dusty boy indeed. Uh, All the way through practice, of course. We saw all kinds of accidents going on. We'll get to that in just a moment. But, Tommy, let's do a little bit of housekeeping before we get really stuck into it. I want to say a massive thank you, of course, to you if you're watching uh, this live stream on YouTube, 604 subs. So good, guys. Thank you so much for helping us in that space. Uh, And thank you for you if you've left a review, if it's just been a star review uh, on Apple Podcasts or you've taken the time to leave a written review too. So, so good. Uh, It all helps. Honestly, it all helps. Uh, it's it's going to be an interesting end to the year, Tommy T, to see where we uh, fall. We've yeah. had about 75,000 downloads of all time so far, so maybe we can crack huge. that 100,000. Hey, if you enjoy this podcast, just tell one friend and that doubling of the audience would make a huge difference to us. So thanks for that. Uh, TT, some news, though, before we talk properly about Mexico. Uh, an interesting announcement this week that I probably wasn't expecting, to be honest.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Weird timing. The,
0: the mm. Chinese
1: GP will be going until twenty twenty
0: five. Bizarre. It, it is bizarre, and even more bizarre than <laughs> the fact that it's not even on the calendar for for next yeah. year. Uh, well, I mean, look. Ch- Campy's not here at the moment. Uh, I'm sure he's about to jump in. But from from my point of view, I don't mind the Chinese Grand Prix. Uh, there's some interesting sections through there. As we, I've said many times this year, Alex Albon's performance ha, previously has been very, very good. Um, yeah. So, you know, he'll be back, of course, uh, when we get underway with that. But, I mean, it's yeah, it's not a, necessarily a bad thing.
1: No, I think it's always been a good track. It's produce some good racing. I think the issue that we more have with it is the country it resides in and those kind of other aspects of the GP weekend, I think. um,
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, yes, Campy is apparently supposed to jump in in just a minute's time. So we will probably come back to talking about that. But the other bit of news, of course, uh, and we spoke about this in our classic race review of the 2001 Brazilian Grand Prix. If you haven't yet watched or listened to that, Bloody good race, wasn't it, Tommy T? You can go good. back and uh, listen to that boy uh, in wherever you get your podcasts, of course. But we mentioned that Andretti uh, just didn't follow through at all with this Alfa Romeo Sauber deal. It almost, it, fr- from all reports, uh, it seems like it was just more money than the Andretti camp was expecting to pay, which seems a bit odd, don't you think?
1: Y- yeah, it's almost like they got cold feet at the end when, the final bill came like, oh, I just had a couple of appetizers and some water. Like, why am I paying for all this? <laughs> What's going on here? Uh, what did they think they were getting into? This is one of the most expensive sports you can go and do. So very interesting that they were surprised, I suppose. But especially when they're in every other motorsport known to man. Like, yeah, very interesting. But, oh, well, I think they we might see them rear their head again with another team and another opportunity. Though I wouldn't rule them out completely. <laughs>
0: Yeah, of course. And we know that sort of opens a door, doesn't it, for old mate Guanyu Yu Zhou to probably yes. take that Sauber seat, which means, of course, Oscar Piastri is without a seat, probably, and that hasn't obviously been confirmed yet, but that's what it seems likely uh, for 2022. Uh, that is, of course, if he wins, if he wins the Formula Two championship. Uh, there is still a couple of races to go. And, of course, Guanyu Yu Zhou and he are very close together when it comes to the points. Uh, in the next couple of races, we'll be able to see what happens there, Tommy T. But certainly it's going to be an interesting year for him next year out of the car. Uh, either way, look, I'm sure he will be a yep. legend whenever he enters Formula 1. I don't think there's any doubt in uh, at least Alpe- Alpine's mind to get him into that car, is there?
1: For sure. No, that's that's the, the goal.
0: Unfortunately, we haven't been able to see
1: Oscar race in however play long because the talent is so <laughs> stupid. Yes, well, thankfully, that's until all changing the East. for next yes, year. Yes, exactly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, let's talk about practice, shall we? Campy isn't going to join us. Uh, in, as I said before, the dust on the track, uh, well, it sort of caught a few people out, including the hometown hero, didn't it? Uh, yep. and it was a lot more damage than what happened to Charles. Both Checo and Charles on the final corner coming down to the main straight, had a spin. Checo's was a little bit more bizarre. It kind of, you know, yeah. I can't, like, went all full Zoolander, couldn't turn left, couldn't turn right, and just kept spinning around in a direction <laughs> to hit the back wall.
1: Yeah. Now, bizarre. They literally ended up parked in pretty much the same place, didn't they? And it was almost like a photo finish there. Um, but like you said, I think not having any junior categories, not having any racing on this for, what, nearly two two years is not helping that surface. We, we see it with straight tracks. We see it with all these tracks that don't get used. They need rubbering in, and it, it was evident. And that's why we see progression through qualifying. So it's, it's super obvious that this track was so unprepared for what it was about to deal with. Um, yeah, but it was very funny to see. And social media, as always, remains undefeated. <laughs> and we got some really good
0: Spider Man memes
1: and things yeah. out of this crash. So great. <laughs>
0: Uh, You can always rely on Instagram especially to have some good meme content and Reddit, of course, too. Yes. Uh, One of the funnier parts, I suppose, of the practice period was Seb driving into the McLaren pit box (laughs) and then just trying to make light of it.
1: Yeah, he's picking his team for the future. I don't know what he's doing there. When I retire, I'm going to come be a reserve driver over here or something. I don't know. (laughs) But he's... And then he tried to claim that a mechanic was looking extra nice. That's probably why he was distracted. Yeah, as, yeah, as you fair would. enough. But said. we love that. It happens far too often, doesn't it? On practice, people just kind of cruising in. No one's really paying attention. Oh, wrong pit
0: box again. Yeah. Which I mean, green papaya, not even it's close to different. being the same guy. Yeah. <laughs> not even. Close. I mean, at least when Lewis did it a couple of years ago, when he first joined Mercedes, they were kind of the liveries were fairly yeah. similar. Yeah, they were fairly similar at that point. But it's
1: not like Seb's ever driven for McLaren. Yeah, so it's like
0: ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was very funny to watch. Anyway, good guy Seb, just uh, pulling it out Love of the bag guy, again. Um, what happened with George Russell? uh because he had some issues (laughs) we had this conversation about reliability didn't we in the you know classic race review and how it was obviously more of a jeopardy thing back in 2001 seems to be more of a thing at the latter half of this season too doesn't it
1: yeah well i mean combined with like a bunch of power units which we'll talk about later as well but the gearbox issue it seemed like in practice two i'm pretty sure it was george's gearbox just decided to give up uh, and then he was yelling at, at the pit wall to tell him if he was allowed to change gear. If he wasn't, they were giving directions. He wasn't listening. They were giving more directions. It was it was chaos for about half a lap and then he finally figured it out. But they did swap out that gearbox and he will be receiving a penalty, I'm pretty sure. He will be. But but not what, not what you want when you're behind the wheel of something going a couple of hundred kilometers an hour.
0: No, no good. Gearbox just giving up. It is a five-place grid penalty for him, uh, which look along with half of the field, it seems, as yeah. well. Uh, power units for this weekend, uh, new power units for Lando, for Lance, uh, which is two Merck power units, and then Yuki taking a new Honda. As well, uh, got to get that fresh VTech, uh, but it, it's an interesting how that's then played out, isn't it? Because we saw yeah. this with Carlos Sainz taking new power unit and pushing Danny Rick down to the you know the bottom order, uh, a couple of races ago. Again, more jeopardy for everyone else, especially because Yuki then got through into Q3, but mm. in terms of New power units, I was very glad to see Valerie Bottas didn't get a new power unit again this weekend, uh, which is good news for him considering that he starts in P1 where he deserves to be. Uh, But for everyone else, I mean, what can we see? Because Lewis Hamilton hasn't really yet had to take that penalty and it's going to have to come at some point in the next couple of races, isn't it? It
1: has to. If that power unit is as unreliable as we've seen and we've seen the McLaren guys both take theirs, we've seen Bottas, we've seen most of the Mercedes power unit people take an extra at least one if not Mm. two. Mm. So I don't know how Lewis is keeping that thing together um, but surely it's around the corner.
0: And surely to um, be playing in their minds too that oh. it's there, right? So, I mean, the points gap is so close between the yep. World Drivers' Championship at the moment. Uh, and, of course, we had this conversation a couple of weeks ago around what do you do if Checo's in the lead and, you know, do you switch Max around if he's running in second? Same now really goes, doesn't it, for Valtteri and Lewis? Big time. Um, <laughs> will Will Valtteri listen? Nope. Uh, is that a good They're thing? not. Yes, because uh, yes. he deserves to be at that front part of the grid. But... An interesting kind of jeopardy, isn't it, for the next couple of races? Because we've got Brazil, yep. Abu Dhabi, Qatar, and Saudi Arabia. Now, Saudi Arabia—the track <laughs> at this point still isn't finished. It's only four <laughs> weeks away, and they don't even have a tra- proper track yet. That gives me Will it no be confidence. done? Probably. Um, but for for the looking at the rest of the calendar, I mean, it's pretty going to be pretty close. I mean, this t- traditionally yeah. is a Red Bull circuit that Mercedes has then dominated from a qualifying point of view. In yep. Coda, it was a Mercedes dominant circuit that Red Bull ended up being the dominant car in. So we're all kind yep. of, you know, it's anyone's it's guess.
1: Yep. Yeah. I don't know when you take it. If you're Mercedes, what are you looking at on the grid as a logical, are you going give up when Red Bull should be stronger or are you going here's a track that we're strong at. So even with a grid drop, we should still be able to fight through for decent points on an alternate strategy. I think it's probably the second one if I'm them. Mm. I don't think you can do the full give up and just give away kind of a Red Bull easy one. If you can mitigate anything and try and get a sneaky win, try something there and take points away from them rather than trying to like reduce your losses, I think is a better tactic. So it's going to be interesting to see when he takes it because yeah, you can't, no one... (laughs) when everyone else is taking that penalty for an extra power unit Mm -hmm. I don't know how he's going to make it through the season on just those three yeah that's crazy
0: it'd be an interesting race to see and look maybe he tries to tie up doesn't he in the next two or three races enough and of it a gap? That makes an easier decision. If Abu yeah. Dhabi, he takes that, you know, and ends up starting at the back. But, of course, then we don't know what happens with Max. Anything could happen with that power unit too. He might have to take a new one. And if that's the case, then yeah. Mercedes would pulled the trigger, I'm sure, to get down right back to the, you know, to the, to fight with Max at the same period. Anyway, it would be interesting uh, there. Let's talk about qualifying, shall we, TT? Uh, let's start with uh, Lance Stroll. Oh, yeah. um, who got off the racing line into the dust, kept his boot in it, didn't he? Um, oh, yeah. And, look, play on. you got to do it, yeah. I suppose, when you're there. Uh, but it just, again, just shows how dusty this track is uh, and completely lost it. And, yeah, geez. In a similar situation, I you know, we'll talk about 2001 again, a similar situation with Jos Verstappen's tyre. Yeah, Just yeeting itself and disappearing into <laughs> the uh, grandstands. At least uh, the tethers exist, as you mentioned, they in that podcast. And they work, don't they? Mm-hmm. They do. They do.
1: This was very similar to two years ago when Bottas had his crash. That Remember, Max had to give back the uh, pole position yes. because he went through yes, yellows. Yes. Very, very similar kind of setup to the crash. But it, it, it does make sense when you think about how close they get to that wall and then they're trying to turn away from the wall. Any stepping out of that back, back into that car is just going to collect and then shoot you right back into the wall, which is what happened. He just kind of, he thought he could power out of whatever was going on. The dust said no. He was on the white lines and just straight into the wall, Um, which was probably frustrating more for the Red Bull guys because they were both on flying laps as opposed to the Mercedes guys who were still on just warm-ups. They could come straight back in and chill.
0: And yeah. I think also frustrating too for Seb because, you know, everyone else, literally every every other team played the toe game between switching between both of their drivers. Yep. Uh, and, you know, for, for Seb then it's sort of you lose that ability to to get, you know, anything. I mean, it starts in ninth, which is not so bad. Yeah. Um, but realistically, could have been a lot yeah. higher up the grid if, if Lance was there. Um, Especially
1: when Lance was taking an engine penalty anyway. So he could have been the perfect tow car.
0: Yeah, exactly. Let's talk about McLaren because uh, we weren't that confident coming into this weekend for them. Were we even less confident when Daniel had his issues and, and, if uh, Look, I hate, I really, really hate, obviously, like I've looked at a lot of Formula One articles and Google suggests a lot of articles to me. I don't know why it keeps suggesting the crap from news.com.au. <laughs> it's because keep and talking Fox about the crap sports. from news.com. Ugh, <laughs> kills me, but it's, you know, pops up with like massive disaster for Daniel Ricciardo, yeah. like Daniel Ricciardo, Mexican the woe. is falling. Oh, God, just yeah, just shut up every yeah. journalist in Australia. If you don't write only about Formula One, Please shut up and just yes. go and do your crap job we'll talking about NRL, which no one gives a crap about. All right, thanks. <laughs> uh, at Fox Sports, but really, <laughs> wasn't too bad. Uh, he he didn't have too bad a weekend in seventh, of course, is where he ended up qualifying. Uh, but Lando taking a new power unit as well, so he gets yeeted to the back of the grid, uh, starting in eighteenth. Yep. It was good to see at least Lando was happy enough to give him a toe.
1: Well, he wasn't early on in the weekend, no, was he? Wasn't. He, he didn't, no. didn't want to practice any of it. Didn't want to give the toe. He's like, mm. no, nah, I don't want to be doing that. I want to just do my own qualifying. And then he had to take a power unit and his tune changed. Yes. Funny which batch. is good at least. So, I mean, he, he had no other option. What are you going to do? you got to get out. you got to run some laps, do those kind of things. So we'll we'll definitely take this as the, uh, the one uh, that Lando versus Daniel qualifying. That's another one for Daniel. We'll take that. But yeah, he couldn't quite get it done in the last on His very last lap. Could he? And no. Probably down to like track heat, wasn't it?
0: Yeah. And I think uh, Valtteri said it when we came out of, uh, out of the cars and we were listening to Jensen interview, great interview by Jensen, Thank by the you, way, Jensen. more of that. Um, yes. But yeah, it's in terms of the, we talk about track evolution, but it's gone too far potentially with that heat um, mm. and significantly warmer temperatures on track than we've seen for the rest of the weekend. Yep. Um, and that's, an interesting conversation, isn't it? TT when you talk about the altitude, yeah, uh, the cooling of the car, the power unit, uh, the horsepower loss, I suppose. Even though it's made yep. up by the turbo, that that creates extra heat. So then you've got to get the cooling sorted out. The downforce is slightly downforce, different. Yeah. it's a lot of stuff, isn't it? Um, yep. that just ended up being VB's day when it came to that. And yeah, of course we had some issues with the Red Bull, but Sonoda and Checo. Let's talk about Sonoda because uh, in one side, Pierre Gasly. Incredibly happy, incredibly, yes. incredibly happy. Stoked in his interest. with, yeah. with <laughs> He was, in <laughs> fact, he was at pains to remind Karun Chandok that the only reason that Yuki was faster in Q2 is because he had the softs on and not the medium tyres. Karun, if you don't mind, um, it was very Love funny that. to see how animated <laughs> he got that. about it. It's so uh, good. <laughs> but it was good to see that he was quicker overall and the, they could use Yuki to help get him up. Further up the grid. I mean, starting in fifth is fantastic for him. Um, As we've said a couple of times this year, that sort of fifth, sixth position, the Honda Power Unit, clearly working pretty well here for them. Yep. Uh, But for Yuki, what was he doing at that point? When Checo's coming up behind, he's going to be there. It's like, cool, we're potentially on for a front row lockout for Red Bull. Uh, if, if it had all gone to plan, Max Verstappen certainly thought that you know they were going to tie it together in that second run in Q3 to pip both Mercs, whether yep. that would have happened or not, who knows. Is <laughs> Yuki just having a jolly, just kicking prison. up a whole bunch of dust, but was he trying to just get out of the way as best as he could?
1: I think he was trying to get out of the way, but you can't throw dust up because Checo's coming into that corner, which is kind of two blind apexes coming pretty quickly. He does not want to see anything out of the ordinary to just make him… It's that slight half a second, probably less than half a second of seeing dust and you just have to take your foot off. Mm-hmm. You just have to. It's a reaction thing and then it's it's game over. So then Checo bows out of the corner. He follows through, goes has to go around and that stuffs up Max as well who's following behind trying to get the toe. I think you, you should have just bloody finished the lap. Just yeah. go for it. It yeah. doesn't matter. Like you don't have to just… I don't know. You're not using those tyres anyway. I wouldn't have thought. So just go for it. Just start following your teammate. You're not going to ruin his air. No. If- or just use a slingshot at
0: the start, and then just follow along. Or just find another part of the track where yeah. it's down one of the straights, and just trundle and let them yep. just cruise, fly past, past. Yeah. rather than being in a weird position. But yeah. isn't it interesting though? Because you look at the onboard for Checo, and you can see just how quickly he gets distracted by that. Yep. Uh, Max even said as well, of course, that he had to lift. Uh, not that there were any yellow flags, of course, but. You don't want to risk that penalty just in no. case you can't see them because it's happened very quickly. So yeah. Uh and yeah, no no good uh for, for Max either. He wasn't Tough. best pleased. Although third not a bad place to start here. We know yep. how good and how powerful the toe is, Tommy, don't we? So yes. all is not lost for Red Bull no. yet. They start second row lockout i mean that's a pretty good thing for them too at least we didn't have a random ferrari in between (laughs) two red bulls that's it no i think and you're right i think the
1: deg is so low here as well so we're going to see a one stop so it's going to be interesting to see if the undercut will work there so I'd, I'd, i'd watch for that second row of red bulls to be trying some some funny stuff and if they can't do it off the start that is obviously But very interesting. I think we'll see a split. I think that's what will happen. I think we'll get a Red Bull splitting those
0: Mercedes and then the other Red Bull trailing behind and forth. Yeah. I don't know which way it'll go. Big gap as it often is with something. But, I mean, look, the hometown advantage, we talk about, you know, maybe it's worth a couple of tents. Maybe it's worth, you know, that kind of vibe. But when Checo was starting his first lap in Q1, uh, oh. And he was doing his warm-up lap, getting ready to, to fly around. He came through that stadium section. It is was just mega. Like we spoke about yeah. the Dutch fans being mega for Max and everything else, but just the way that that bit is laid out, of course, oh. that stadium section. Yeah. you got, Like surely that's got to be worth something when it comes to the race and, and how you overtake, especially through that section. For
1: sure. And I think it comes back to that question that everyone's been asking is if Checo's in the lead, does he give it back? I I don't think there's a chance that he does. I don't think he could. He's never been in a car this competitive with a chance to win at his home Grand Prix. We talked about him getting points. What was it? A couple of years ago, and it felt like a win to him. That's how important it was. He's so appreciative of the Mexican fans as well. I don't think he could do it to them to just give up a place. He has to go for it. And I think Red Bull know that as well. Yeah. Like they'd have to know that. It'd be stupid not to. Max would be the same. I think the only way they can do it is make sure that Max is never behind. Yes. <laughs> Just so it doesn't come into question. Yes. Because if there's switcheroo, I think that would be detrimental to Red Bull, to Max and to Checo. I don't think it's worth the points
0: It would be interesting to know whether or not Max would even think like that, you know, because he's been yeah. so different this year compared to different years. And in terms of someone who is in the in the championship fight, he doesn't seem that Overly concerned by it. He's not he like does. super nervous or super tetchy about certain things. He may yeah. Be like, yeah, Checo, yeah, absolutely. He should win his home Grand Prix. Yeah, I'm happy to I come mean, he
1: made comments about use Checo like, like two weeks ago, didn't he, at, yeah, at America? Canada. But yep. I don't think he's ever asked for just free places back. Like, not no. that Lewis has asked, but yep. it's been expected, I, I guess, or like inferred that that, that that position is mine because I'm the lead driver kind of thing. I don't think we've ever seen that from Max. It's kind of just like he knows he could take it when he wants it. Um, I think that's the the only thing yeah if if maybe say Max is on fresher tyres and behind does Checo have to kind of make it easier for him to get through and don't be stupid because it's quite obvious strategy wise that's the only reason I can see him switching them.
0: There have, there have been a couple of times this year where Checo's just got out of the way without any radio commands. Yeah. Um, that's because he's this good guy, Checo, knowing where it sits. But I think for yep. this race particularly, yep. uh, I would just be full sending it, mate. you bloody deserve 100%. it. That's for sure. And look, oh. if he gets a podium, he's never finished higher than eighth here at his home Grand Prix. So he's yep. already sorry, he's qualified higher than eighth. So he's already yep. a lot better off. Um, If you can get a podium, geez, I mean, watch out if you you want to get any sleep in Mexico that night because it would (laughs) be incredibly loud for a lot of the time. And we have to talk about VB, don't we, Tommy T? He was was a man possessed. It is very akin to Melbourne 2019. The way he was going through corners in this session was phenomenal. He was so in tune with that car, wasn't he?
1: Yeah. We love watching VB when he's like this. Mm. he's outstanding I think he's just had the monkey off his back hasn't he ever since he signed that contract he's out of the thumb he can do what he wants he's he's a free man basically he's not a puppet for Mercedes now and the the Lewis Hamilton machine that it is like it, it must have felt like that for him all these years with Lewis Hamilton being as incredible as he is you're just always in the shadow you're always doing this and now it's just like nope my time to shine now I'm moving on get a fresh start at a new team. He probably should have gone to Williams, like we said, but oh, well, he'll regret that and he'll come back and talk to us about it later. <laughs> but you're right. He was spot on. And he had he had pole from the start of Q3 as well. He was dominating from So
0: it wasn't down to the last kind of fluky lap. He was all over it, all qualifying. Do you think there's any sandbagging involved by Mercedes this weekend or you genuinely think there was a lot of just surprise? Because, <sighs> I mean, it could go one way or the other, couldn't it, with this sport? I'm one that doesn't think the sandbagging ever
1: really happens, to be Mm. honest. I don't think that's the way. I think they might hold something in reserve, but I don't think it's intentionally to look like they're worse. I think it's more just safety. It's like, let's not give everything we've got now because we'd rather save it for the time to do it. Let's not risk it and crash out or break something. If you crash out and you risk it riding Q3, fine. I think that's what they're doing. They're just turning it right up to 11 more than sandbagging throughout the weekend.
0: Yeah, well, and look, they deserve it. As we said, uh, how the track evolved, how the temperature evolved. Maybe it just, you know, in Q3, which was a very lucky timing, of course, for Mercedes that it just clicked for that team and that car at that right time. Um, And, of course, this whole Red Bull thing and, like, the tape on the rear wing, I mean, it's got to be mentally not that great being a driver, seeing your mechanics. (laughs) In (laughs) Q1, it's already started. The the countdown clock is happening uh, and they're gaffering up the rear wing. It's a bit it's bizarre. <laughs> Christian comes out and goes, oh, no, it was just precautionary. Well, I mean, Is was it? Though? No. Yeah. <laughs> I don't precautionary tape up my car now. <laughs> doesn't crash. Uh, and, look, that would be interesting, wouldn't it, you you taping up your car? Maybe we should the, try the that, polo? see if it improves anything. For, for Maybe. <laughs> <I love that. laughs> Could be. But the other nice thing was um, the Fangio replica helmet, Um, which was a trophy for pole position. It was only ever given in Mexico. Like perfect timing for VB to get his 19th pole position uh, and get this secondary trophy because it was clearly a surprise for him. He was. And you could tell that he was feeling pretty happy about it. He was definitely. And we got to see the great Jackie
1: Stewart as well, which is always a treat. With some terrible audio. They couldn't quite work out
0: where to put the microphone because he was holding it. Then he gave the trophy across and they're like, oh. And then Laser didn't shut up.
1: (laughs) Talking over the top. Shut up, Laser. Yeah. Let Jackie speak in his excellent accent that we need to focus on.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So true. I
1: need need all of my energy to listen to this right now because it's great. (laughs) Uh, But no, that's great. I think it's really cool. And yeah, the Fangio helmet just reminds you of like how hectic... F1 was back in the day, wasn't it? Mm. Just wearing a leather hat, just hoping that that would keep your brain inside.
0: Yeah. Ridiculous. That is ridiculous. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, the other person I want to talk about is Giovanazzi because he had a bit of a yeet into the barrier coming into the stadium section. Uh, he obviously doesn't know yet one way or another what he's doing for 2022 um, and whether or not he remains, of course, as the reserve driver because don't forget Robert Kubica is there as a reserve driver who brings Orlean as the uh, sponsor. So, I mean, as a Ferrari junior, Ferrari test driver and then Ferrari reserve driver and now an Alfa Romeo driver, does he go across to Ferrari as the reserve driver and remain mm. in the paddock? Uh, because realistically, TT, once he leaves this sport, he's probably not coming back again, is he? I wouldn't have thought. It'd be great to see him do something further in F1, but
1: I think his future is probably more in an or maybe a DTM or something like that, um, unfortunately. Through no fault of his own almost. Mm. The car is as good as it is. He's been doing well against his championship winning teammate. He just hasn't had those moments like Charles Leclerc had in that car to boost him into that next step. And that's probably more to the car and opportunity than it has been down to Giovinazzi.
0: Yeah. I and think. look, I think comparing him to Kimi is is good. It's an okay thing to do. But this year, Kimi is totally checked out. Let's be honest. Like he's having Ooh, yeah. a bit of fun, you know, potting around the place, but Really, you'd expect Giovanazzi to be faster than Kimi at this point. Uh, and yeah. more often than not, he is. He's outperforming in both qualifying and uh, in the race. But, yeah, I feel for him. I feel for him, Italian yeah. Jesus. A bit, bit sad. But, uh, obviously, that announcement will come at some point now that the Andretti thing is uh, in the bin. I would suggest that Alfa Romeo and Sauber would probably uh, be putting that sort of pen to paper for Guan Yu Zhou, as I said, yeah. sooner rather than later. Uh, All right. Well, here's your starting grid for the Mexican Grand Prix. Bottas in first and Hamilton alongside. Gonna be great for strategy, of course, for Mercedes. Uh, Maxson and Sergio behind in third and fourth. Gasly and Science, fifth and sixth. Uh, Let's talk just very quickly about Ferrari because. Uh, mm. The gap that they've built now to McLaren, or sorry, they've closed the gap, I should say, to McLaren, uh, that's happened. And so this yep. points race for the third position is really on, isn't it, right towards Big the time. end of the season. Uh, of course, we know that Signs and uh, Leclerc have both taken those grid penalties in the last couple of races to get this new power unit. In the car, Uh, Lando taking the power unit this weekend means that really Mm -hmm. hopefully we should Mm -hmm. now, for every race going forward, it should be equal footing. Um, But they were kind of maybe in a little bit of a, a precarious situation, weren't they? Charles, of course, having that issue uh, in in practice, but yeah. Carlos couldn't get the bloody car into gear, it seemed, or at least get past first gear. Yeah, he was rolling in
1: neutral and just lost power and then was asking what to do. He's like, still no power. Is it coming? He's like, when is it coming? Hurry up. Yeah. <laughs> Bizarre. It's coming. Very bizarre. So he had to throw it into neutral, give it some revs, and it resets or something. Or There's so many different modes in bizarre. these cars. It's insane, isn't it? So they managed to get it going, and he qualified well enough. But that's kind of where I was hoping that Daniel would be in that fifth mm. or sixth spot, not seventh. But Yeah. We'll see. Uh,
0: look, Carlos, again, outperforming his teammate, uh, out-qualifying. Yep. Uh, it's going to be interesting at the end of the year to see how that plays out. Uh, but mm. arguably I don't think – one of them is better than the other anymore. No, I, I would have said good. that Charles Leclerc is, you know, probably the top five drivers on the grid when, you know, the car is has come to him, he's able to do some really good stuff. Yep. But so is science. Uh, Big time. And it's good to see that level of comfortability, isn't it, for him especially yep. being in this – this spot now, but yeah, it's good. I mean, it's also good for me because I put him in my fantasy team and I put Ferrari (laughs) as my team for fantasy this week. Well done by me. I'm still going to lose. DR in seventh, as you mentioned, and then Leclerc behind in eighth. Uh, This is my point though. Ferrari V McLaren. uh, It's going to be a big points haul for Ferrari this weekend. If qualifying, Uh, and FP3 is anything to go by, Uh, Mm. you'd really... I mean, Lando's in 18th. There's a massive distance between 10 cars, isn't there, between Leclerc and Lando. So he can't really come into play to help that strategy, can he?
1: Do you start on softs, pit early, and then go hards for the rest maybe so you can get into some fresh air and wait for everyone to pit in front of you or do you go the opposite? Do you go hards and outlast? I
0: don't know. It's very interesting. And I suppose we'll just see... (laughs) as Campy randomly joins the video, which is not really that helpful. Uh, well, it would be interesting to see what we do, won't it, for, for how, for Ferrari's point of view. Yep. Uh, sorry, yeah. I got absolutely distracted by Campy joining. Uh, goodbye, Campy. Uh, as he pops <laughs> off. Just stay this off. is the most lakeside drafting ever. <laughs> Uh, But, yeah, so Leclerc, good for Ferrari. I mean, they're they're getting their pace back together. It's going to be interesting, of course, to see how their race pace is. Compared to DR, uh, DR has to get in that start, doesn't he, get past Carlos and keep them both behind because if he's surrounded by Ferraris for the race, then no good. Uh, He's going to be forced to pit in the under or the overcut for one of them. Seven, yep. ninth, of course, he didn't actually qualify there. It was because of some penalties further up, but ninth for him, Kimi intense, Giovinazzi, as we said, 11th, uh, which uh, there you go, I was incorrect. Kimi did outperform Giovinazzi in this instance, uh, and that was only because he put it in the wall. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Fernando Alonso, not the car that should have been out in Q2, uh, no. but was, um, sorry, yeah. Q3 was was because uh, s Ben Ocon was taking a brand-new Renault power unit. Um Alonso just couldn't put the lap together, TT. No, He's struggling. That car does not like this track, does
1: it? No matter, I don't know what it is, if it's too wide to fit through the stadium section or something, but it does not like it. So I would not put it past Alonso to do way better than Ocon in a week like this. Obviously, they're starting in very different spots, but I think you'll see Ocon struggle much more than Alonso. He'll figure it out, won't he?
0: Yeah, he will, absolutely. And, I mean, of course, we love Fernando, and I'm just looking at – Really, where he could potentially be? I mean, if once he gets past these, well, I mean, how many corners have? There's a couple of corners that he can cut on that first lap that maybe (laughs) will get him up to eight. (laughs) The
1: lawnmower, he'll just be cutting grass, won't he?
0: (laughs) Yeah, interesting. Straight Um, over. It'd be fantastic to watch. God, I love that Fernando's back. Uh, Nick Latifi in thirteenth, which is pretty good for for him. He should be happy with that, Uh, of course. uh, Mick Schumacher. Uh, out qualifying Mazepin. Now Mazepin had a bit of a whinge on the radio, didn't he, Tommy T, saying, <laughs> yeah. oh, Mick's getting is too slow. Let me go past him." Um, and they, his race engineer said, "No." And then Nikita said, "Are you having a laugh?" And then one below Gunter comes on the race strategist uh, and says, "No, I'm not having a laugh, Nikita." <laughs> so good, I love it. Uh, you don't want. He Gunter had, a, to sol- get he the had a solid
1: lap, and they were very complimentary of him. But it's also like you're still qualified behind your mate. <laughs> Like, sorry, dude. And then Kimi came around and put in like two and a half seconds quicker after their oh. first attempt. It was insane. I was like, guys, we're yeah. not even we're not even in the same bloody category right now, are we? No,
0: no. And it's unnecessary to really sort of get in the way of everyone else. But uh, yeah. look, McShumacher just you know continuing to outperform Mazepin, and that's all he needs to do, doesn't yep. it? Uh, doesn't that's he? It. Rather, that's what we said about George well. early on, didn't we? Just yes. like
1: keep outperforming your teammate. Yep, It's all you can do.
0: Yep, Uh, and then, of course, we get into the back section of the uh, The the degree with new power units uh, with Yuki in 17th, Landon Norris 18th, Ocon 19th, 20th stroll. Now, this is going to be interesting, TT, because obviously Mm. no DRS of the first three laps. um, With the the, You've got the Mazepins, um, the George Russell in 16th, who is very good at keeping cars behind him, it has to be said. So really there's kind of this maybe from 10th to 15th, a where traditionally the back markers should be, so five cars, which is makes yeah. sense, obviously, going behind them, what that's going to do uh, here, especially noting that there's a very limited deg, as you said, uh, when, when DRS turns on, but how dusty it gets because surely mm. there's going to be someone throwing it up on the inside line somewhere.
1: Yep. What
0: kind of jeopardy does that bring from a safety car point of view? What kind of jeopardy does it bring from VSC point of view or yes. just, you know, trying to maybe a red flag? Who knows? Mm. Um, as you said with, with Lando, what does he do in terms of tyre strategy? Does he just stick the softs on to get as many positions as possible in the thought process that someone sends it into a wall at some point in the first five laps? Yep, you can never know, but I mean, there's probably high likelihood, isn't there? Yep.
1: Yeah, especially with the dustiness. Like we saw how hard it was to keep that thing on track. Someone will spin off. We've seen a heap of crashes through practice, which is not as common as usual. I think I would put money on Norris to get through probably up to the back of Latifi. I would have thought on the on the opening three laps. That's where I'm gonna.
0: Yeah, I think think that I think I think
1: that's on on the cards. There, he's he's very good at his starts. He's got a lot better this year, especially, and he's used to operating with like elite starters at the very front of the grid. So surely at the back here, he's just navigating through this rubbish.
0: Absolutely. But also Yuki is one to watch too, as we know that obviously that uh, AlphaTauri is performing very well, um, especially if he's going to have those soft tyres strapped onto the car as well. We saw him at Coda, didn't we, have a good fight with VB. So he's found some rhythm now, of course, Alex Albon Mm. being his driver coach. Good old Alex, what a good guy Albon, really. Good guy. Uh, but it's gonna be interesting to see how he goes as well. If if yeah. he manages to continue to stay ahead of Lando, and whether or not he defends hard against Lando, and uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Mm. Let's, what are we gonna watch for in the race? Of course, uh, Mercedes front row lockout. As we mentioned earlier, the tow is is worth a pretty decent amount of time. So it's just yep. how if VB can get out and stay out in front, how he can command that race, uh, especially down that first straight where he defends from Hamilton. But of course, if Hamilton gets in front, is the team the unwritten team order? All right, VB, you're now rear gunning to defend Mm. from the Red Bulls behind. I would imagine that probably is the case.
1: Yeah. Well, apparently it's very unlikely to win Mexico from pole. Mm. So I think Bottas is going to have that in his mind and he's going to be trying to get ahead of the strategy call so that he's got the decision making, not not Hamilton. The problem is no matter what Bottas does, Hamilton will do the opposite and the team will make yeah. it work for Hamilton, you would have thought. They yeah. always manage to do that. Whether Hamilton pits first and then they make Bottas, I don't know, slowly just ruin his tyres until he's slow enough for a gap to appear, that might be the case or vice versa. So
0: Yeah, be we will be interesting to see. to see. Absolutely. And, of course, as I said, uh, the, the Ferrari versus McLaren battle, uh, one McLaren of DR. See what he can do against, of course, Carlos Sainz and yep. Charles Leclerc. That'll be worth keeping your eyes on, certainly. But, look, sure. as we said, very interesting, isn't it, that Red Bull were tipped to be the favourites and they haven't performed in qualifying. That isn't to say they're not going to win. No. Uh, Lewis Hamilton winning from fourth here in the past too, which is where Sergio Perez is, and yep. we'll see if that home Third and fourth seem like
1: the ones for me. Yep. I reckon that's the spot you want to be with that toe going into that corner with no DRS coming, I think. You'll have enough space at the back. You'll be able to make some moves. I think, yeah, I'd I'd want to be second, third, or fourth at this rate. Pole would scare me with that Mm. 800 and something meter (laughs) run down to the first corner. Yep. Not what I want. Who's your pick for the top three, mate? Oh, I reckon Checo's going to
0: get a podium. I reckon Max is going to get a podium. And I am hoping Bottas Mm, as well. I, my my heart says Bottas, my head says Hamilton, doesn't doesn't it really? Yeah, uh, it's probably going to be. It's not we, that we don't like Hamilton. We just want something different. <laughs> yeah, well, we just want VB. I mean, now that yeah. he's, as you said, the monkey's off the back when it comes to his contract. Uh, it, like Lewis has had heaps of wins. Give VB some more wins. It's very unlikely yeah. that when he leaves Mercedes, he's ever really going to sure. win again. We don't know. Maybe Sauber yep. becomes the fastest team. It's happened before. That would be lovely. Um, it would be fantastic, as we've said, as he waves past George Russell as he's <laughs> lapping him in his Sauber. Um but yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to watch. I think yeah, I think Red Bull are on for a double podium. Uh, if it's second and third or first and third, I'm not sure they're going yeah. to get first and second necessarily because there'll be nah, some strategy. interesting action with strategy there. But yes, VB would love to see it. Dr, where do you think realistically he can come? Is he top six probably this weekend, I think or is it so. seventh? Yeah. Fifth, fifth
1: would be excellent. I yeah, think it would be excellent. Yeah, I think that would be on.
0: Yeah, well, look, it's all to come. Very excited to have that early morning race again, 6 a.m., uh, on the eastern coast uh, thanks for joining us thanks Campy for joining us for three and a half seconds and figuring it out he's got new gear and it's like oh I can't new figure gear, it out no idea uh, yeah, and by the way the reason why we are streaming later was because of him um, and so and then he didn't join us so that's great uh, thanks to you for, for watching on YouTube for listening on all of the podcasts apps uh, and a massive thank you for subscribing to our YouTube channel as well as I said at the top 604 so good Love uh, don't forget to jump across to our Discord server as well where you can join the three of us uh, for a bit of a chat during the race, maybe not Tommy T because he's potentially going to be roasting some coffee login. at the same time. Well there is that too uh, but it's all to play for and don't forget to change your fantasy team name merchandise like the shirt that I'm wearing here will be given out to our favourite name of the year and the top three in the championship. TT can't wait to speak again we'll be doing it at Monday 5.30 Australian Eastern Daylight Time will be our race yep. review. Until then it's time to say goodbye. We'll chat to you then. G'day, everyone. My apologies for the slight delay. We are still waiting on uh, my friend and yours and your friend and mine. <laughs> uh, the campmeister having some issues. He's got new gear uh, and no idea, it seems.